With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball. Um, Angela Weathers will join me upcoming in about uh, five minutes. Part two of our sit-down with her. Just an amazing story of an amazing woman who grew up, had a child when she was in high school, went to Ole Miss, but didn't seem to fit in, transferred back home, had a great career, and then began the process of becoming a female professional basketball player back in the infancy of the WNBA, but didn't make the WNBA originally. Uh, we, we got our whole tale here as part of All Ball. Before we get to that, though, let's talk some Luca, shall we? I mean, that's Larry Bird, isn't it? Like, we'll do this thing about, well, you know, he's, he's more of a point guard than Larry Bird. Like, if Larry Bird was coming out now, Larry Bird would handle the ball more now. But big old white dudes that don't seem like they should go by people, but find a way to always get open and make shots and kind of, you know, talk shit and back it up and can really pass, can really rebound, can really be creative in, in their, their footwork and their playmaking. You know, not the same guy, but that's as close as you'll ever get to Larry Bird. And the people are like, well, what about Dirk Nowitzki? Well, Dirk wasn't a great passer. He wasn't a great rebounder. Um, incredible shooter scorer. Incredible. But that that wasn't the other parts of 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 what Bird was or what Luca is, they're not really the passing and creating for other people. That's just not there. That wasn't there ever. And he wasn't a, a great rebounder. But big time scorer and and obviously an MVP and a NBA champion. But that, that's as close as you're going to find to Larry Bird. We've been searching all these years for Jordan. Kobe's the closest we've, we've come to Jordan, but he didn't have the same level of dominance. Um, and I don't think he had the same first step. Luka's not the exact same as, as Bird, but there's a lot of similarities. And I think that was fully on display. 
As for Chris Paul, the people that are hating on Chris Paul, look, I openly wonder, can you win an NBA championship with a six-foot guard, be it in his 30s, late 30s? You know, they, they had two players who, talent-wise, in terms of what they do, they're very good. I mean, say what you want about DeAndre Ayton. He's not the best big center in the league, but he's more of a traditional back-to-the-basket big guy. You couldn't play him against Dallas. Once they figured out how to be physical with him down low and 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 how to how to make him run around defensively, couldn't play him. And and then, you know, Chris Paul is a guy who really struggled defensively. Some of it is his age, but some of it is just hard when you're a six-foot guard. And I, and I wonder if you can – I don't believe you can build around a, uh, a traditional back-to-the-basket big and, and believe you can win a championship. Embiid hasn't been able to. Gobert hasn't been able to. Jokic hasn't been able to. And now you have Aiton. Hasn't been able to. I guess he was able to last year and get to the finals, but 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 not any other year since. So just it's not that those guys are your best players, but they're one of your top three, and they're going to make a substantial salary. I you can't have them on the floor in important times because of small ball. Just can't. All right, more on that to come. Let's catch up with with uh, my good friend Angela Weathers. So you come back home, you play for James Smith, and yeah. you have an unbelievable career, right? Like unbelievable career. All the living up to the potential. After sitting out a brutal year, it was tough, but yeah. Um, What, 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 what are the emotions like of, of having that sort of success where people know you and know at least a piece of what you've been through? Sure. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it was humbling altogether. And then it was also a lot of pressure you know, to have to live up to, you know, what people's um, even previous expectations were of myself. And then also the expectations of the community and the basketball community, the alumni and, and teammates as well. Like, you know, coming from um, a top conference in women's college basketball to a uh, mid-major is like, you know, it's expected. There's a whole, whole lot expected of you. Um, and that's just, you know, that's, that's on and off the court. And, and it just, it was like I always had to be the center of attention and to live up to that. And it was really hard and not show weaknesses. But that's actually something you do a pretty good job of, um, at least <laughs> on, the, on the exterior. Regardless of what's, so you, you finish. Um, yeah. And again, like we, we so oftentimes I think is even athletes to listen, they think of you then through the prism of today where the WNBA is 20 years, you know, 20 years built up sure. and, um, and there's just a, a very different approach, level of respect, yep. quality of, of women's basketball. You Absolutely. get done playing. What was it like? Oh, well, um, getting done playing was to me it, at the at that point it was a it was a relief you know some people i i say are even institutionalized when it comes to playing college basketball in the system you know there some people have just absolutely great experience and not that mine was terrible it was just i was ready to break out of that systematic level of basketball um and so um, I knew that I was excited to share um, my, you know, my new skill set that I had also just, um, you know, I would say expanded upon my ball handling and just things that I wasn't able to do within the system. And um, it was like the shackles were off. And so I was I was totally excited about um, what the future would hold and just hungry, just super, super hungry um, to exhibit, you know, and to prove, you know, even though I had transferred and this is where I was playing that I deserved a 
chance to play at the highest level. So, so what was the first professional experience post-college like? Yeah. So actually, um, once I was signed to my agent, I had a little uh, phase before, you know, just a period before I would end up going overseas. And so I played pro-am with a traveling team that was predominantly historical NSU, Lady Demons and um, uh, Lady Texters. And so we traveled and um, I'll never forget, uh, we played in what was like a a battle on the hill in Little Rock. And so um, everybody, WBA, overseas, big time players there and um i joined um uh the louisiana they were called the, we were called the babes the louisiana babes and i remember going and playing in that tournament and just destroying it i mean we made it to the championship and everybody was like who is that kid like she who was she drafted with? And so um, I remember um, Pam Hudson, a great, um, you know, saying, hey, you know, you really deserve this MVP. Um, I didn't get it. But everybody was just like, man, I look forward to seeing this young lady play in the WNBA. If she's not in there, she'll surely get in. So so you're on this tour, you're traveling around, everybody's saying good things. Did you yep. was, did you immediately go to the WNBA or did, did you play not, overseas? I did not. It made a name for me. Um, I made a name for myself. And so um, as I traveled and played um, agents to players to, you know, just the way the basketball community works, people started talking about my name. Uh, and I actually went over to uh, Macedonia to play in FIBA and the Trocal League and uh, was very successful there. And when we got knocked out, I ended up um, coming back and my name, as I said, um, was passed around and um, uh, some of the players passed it to Nancy Lieberman and said, hey, you know, there's a young lady who, man, she's she's cold. She's best forward in Dallas. You need to you need to consider her um, for what would become um, the Dallas Fury. And so uh, sure enough, I got the first workouts before the team was even announced. And um, it was a. you know, Nancy's personality. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow, you know, and then I'll see you tomorrow. And then tomorrow turned into, you know, signing a contract and uh, being able to play uh, that year. I played with Anna DeForge and um, quite a few other WNBA players. I ended up playing with Cheryl Swoops and Cheryl Ford and um, quite a few WNBA greats. When, when, what time of years was the Dallas Fury? Um, so it was literally uh, before the WNBA season because they play obviously in the summertime. So um, just a short three months, and it was um, uh, we had six teams at the time. Um, Patrick Alexander owned the franchise, uh, the whole league, and so um, some of the teams actually had their own arenas. It was a pretty good deal that year. Um, the most WNBA players did not go overseas and played in that league, and so it was highly competitive, and um, it was very humbling it was very humbling for me i'd like to say that i you know averaged a whole bunch of points and all this kind of stuff um but i was i was humbled i probably had the most dmps and um yeah i mean i i, I learned um what it meant to be truly humbled you know in the situation and that if you really um love something and you really my, my why as to why i would play the game and um you know at the end of that i ended up um asking being asked to come back and play again and i was like why why would i get to come back and play again it didn't seem like you know um i was accepted and um so i came back and played a second year and got to travel and you know um played and for me uh that is where i entered into philanthropy uh why 
I mean, it um, wasn't like you. It wasn't like you were killing it financially. I mean, you know, you're no, playing- definitely not peanuts. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, so there's that part. You know, um, double degreed and and you know playing ball and balancing that with like okay, um, time to get a real job. And uh, the reality was, I had no work experience. My work experience was basketball, and so um, I just was very fortunate to have um, business mentors and business moguls placed around me. Um, just I would just say just by um, by purpose, I would say not coincidence. And they talked to me a lot about business and I learned um, what nonprofit was and I started my own nonprofit before I finished playing. And so I started to, um, I would say, wrap my mind around the fact that I wasn't going to play the game uh, for the rest of my life or maybe not anymore. And so um it was all predicated upon um, youth skill development um, at that time in uh, in my career, and I began to transition um, into that. And very quickly, I think um, you know it, there was just a way of me buying into that, and that was immediately I ended up um, with. 10 basketball teams in two years, uh, being engrossed in like, okay, this is, this is okay. You know, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm being able to change and impact somebody else's life. And, um, it was, it wasn't an all at once process, uh, buying into it, but it began to change my life and I could see it changing lives around me. So, um, it was pretty, pretty awesome. When you say youth skill development, basketball skill or life yep. skills basketball both, skills. both so um you know i didn't so back then trainers weren't a, a a big thing you know it was it was it was something that guys were starting to come from overseas and do uh, but there were definitely no women and um for me I thought the most important thing was um, character. So uh, all of my experiences that I had experienced, um, I really felt like character um, and life skills were just as important as playing the game because I felt like even even though I was a great player, um, I got to where I got because I was blessed and fortunate um, um, to be able to do that because of my character. Right. And so that was just what I believed in my moral compass. And and uh, that would result in people actually supporting you, valuing you and um, accepting a student athlete into a program. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. 
With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. So um, how'd you get into coaching? I mean, I know you're doing skill development, but how'd you, yes. how'd you get into coaching? So at that juncture, like I said, um, you know, parents just were not going to take no for an answer. I ended up uh, coaching a national level team um, going into that second or third year and um, boys and girls. And then it just morphed from there. I went on to um, I went on to do uh, pro athlete skill development and coaching, you know, here and there at just uh, different events. And um, yeah, so I grew as a coach and then I for a stint, decided I might want to coach college basketball. And then I took a leap into um, building a national uh, boys uh, team out in Arizona. And so I completely flipped over um, to the guy side of the game and um, built what will become the number one uh, powerhouse prep program in the country. <laughs> what program is that? AZ Compass Prep. So uh, what, what's that? what's that process like? How do you go about you know, that's a good question. So what I did was I took what I was doing already in community, um, the life skills, um, the programs that I was writing, um, the community aspects, community service and engagement. And um, that's that's why I was hired. They actually hired me for my company. And so I said, well, yeah, I guess I can do that. And um, they coupled that with being a athletic academic dean of students. So I skipped um, quite a few steps when it came to um you know, teaching traditionally and uh, being in a school um, because the superintendent had been around for 25 years and had three um, public charter schools um, on the West Coast. How did you get into professional coaching? Yeah. So there again, another jump. So one of the young men that uh, played for me um, in his youth, he bought a uh, team in the TBL, um, the basketball league. And um, he messaged me, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just finishing up in the uh, prep level and said, Hey, um, I'm looking, I'm looking for a coach. And I said, oh, okay, well, um, you can consider me a candidate um, at the time. And so he said, really? I said, well, yeah, you can consider me a candidate. And so I took a tremendous leap and um, that's how I ended up being the first woman to head coach DM and part owner of a men's professional basketball team in the world. Okay, so you get to you get to help pick the players, you get to build it, uh, yeah. you get to do all of these different things, and you've done coaching and done player development. Sure. But how is that? How was it different? Because you get when you get grown men in their <laughs> mid twenties, yeah, you know, they got a lot of baggage that they're they're carrying and, and ideas. 
Oh, so. absolutely. Absolutely. I'd like to say that my own baggage, as well as, um, you know, just the way I grew up, um, just all of the pieces of my journey, it, you know, it contributed to this culminating moment in my career, um, as well as working with these young men and, uh, and literally being able to help them with the life skills that basically I had beta tested in different phases. And so um, I also had done professional development with with, uh, you know, former players that played pro that were coaches at the previous school. So I knew that, um, you know, basketball is basketball and life skills are life skills. And it's and it's relative um, as long as you meet people where they're at. Um, you can create change, you can create awareness, and therefore you can educate. And so that was the mindset. And that coupled with the confidence that I already had, um, I knew I could show them if they didn't believe me, I knew I could, um, I could meet them where they were at and show them positive results. And I knew how to carry myself as a woman. Um, and so they respected me. And I knew I had to earn that. And as long as I kept that at the forefront of my mind, and meant what I said and said what I meant, um, I could give results and I did. How many of them fought it though? How many pushback? I did. So I did have, I will say I had about three players that were like, bro, she's a woman. <laughs> she's, I, I don't, I, look at her. I'm not, I'm not listening to her, you know? And then some of them were, she's too pretty. She can't, she can't cope. She can't, she shouldn't be here, you know? And, you know, and this is just right at the point where Becky Hammond, um, Spectrum News did a feature with myself and her. And it was like, this is happening in the world. You know, it's kind of like, so it just didn't exist. Um, so I received quite a bit of, of pushback from a few of them. And the others were just, you know, um, I strategically picked younger players so that they would be impressionable and um, good people for the most part. And so um, there was uh, somewhat of a buy-in, um, you know, coming into the situation. And I also... Uh, incorporated my train up a champion life skills program to where it was mandatory. So they, it was another part of them learning who I was, what I was about, what my expectations were and why. What are the, what, what are the core parts of the train of a champion? Yeah. So the principles are based upon your identity, right? Um, you know, understanding who you are. Um, and then, you know, Hey, in, in case you don't, you come into a new opportunity and you have a new identity, helping, um, players and people to understand that. And then, um, relevance, understanding that we are all relevant. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are. You, you, we've all accomplished something that is relevant, um, to someone, um, that we are in proximity to. And then there is uh, transition, transition is being able to take the skill set that you have um, from what you've accomplished and utilize that in a new environment and then transformation um, transformation more of a thought process of you know um, you know taking in what is needed and throwing out thoughts and, and and mindsets that don't that don't need to go where you're going or helping you evolve as a person um, and or as a player and then um, resolution so um, resolution had a lot to do with um, you know the trials and tribulations that I had experienced in life and then also um, coupled with what I learned in psychology that it just seemed like um, our world is so good at pointing out problems and pinpointing problems but where's the resolution and so 
um, very resolution oriented was providing, um, you know, the identity medallion is providing a resolution and suggestion of what you can potentially do. And essentially, it's just like coming full circle. And we do that over and over and over again in life. And we do it every day, um, every year. And so those are the medallions of Triumphal Champion. Um, so you and your husband, Ray, now, okay, yeah. now you're going to take it to yet another level. Yeah. yeah. Level. What is that? What's that? Yeah. So what's what's currently at hand? This is crazy that you asked that. So um, kind of post-pandemic in the midst of coming out of um, the TBL, um, uh, I, we caught traction. And so um, my thought process was, oh, my gosh, there are so many athletes that need so much um, as well as people, but predominantly athletes. And so the sports leadership track of train up a champion um, decided to do um, events. And so um, with the events, um, taking the global charity experience um, that I already had, Ray had done some camps. I think we, we've all done them as pro athletes and collegiate athletes and putting together a all-star weekend experience. And so um, Train Up a Champion is um, hosting an all-star weekend experience um, that is uh, coupled with uh, all-star weekend, NBA all-star weekend and big three concepts, um, as well as just some creative things things that I had done along the way. And so there's going to be an all-star game with all ex-NBA players, um, youth camps, uh, as well as um, the three-point contest, um, all of the traditional things that happen, but with some entertainment, uh, with some local entertainers, and then a comedy show, um, golf tournament, and a business symposium to educate uh, some of our colleagues and to bring in network so that they can expand their net worth as well and learn the two so how many how many of these events is one big one no so yeah so um so there is the first one is july 18th through the 20th in jackson uh michigan and then uh we are now planning for uh heal the river in arizona um that will probably be uh august september and then uh, we are planning right now um at the back end of the bsn league in puerto rico and um and then ghana africa so the goal is to host it all over the world um, and to provide an experience um, where there are um, corridors or marginalized communities uh, where they were may, may never experience a vacation. Kids may never experience a basketball camp like this or um, cross paths with a celebrity. And for three to five days, um, some of them are three days, some of them are five days, um, children will experience something that they have never experienced before. And our hope is post-pandemic, it will lift the spirits of people, um, it will decrease crime and engage the community and also provide um, employment and economic development. So is this what you want or is there more for you personally? No. So that's a good question. Um, so I was going through this uh, with uh, my financial advisor yesterday, and it literally is the goal is total economic development. There are phases of it. It is to establish brick and mortars um, with athletic villages, as well as economic development for um, housing um, for the less fortunate and then, um, you know, the opportunity to have the life skills um, uh, and to enroll uh, brick and mortar. So we are doing it right now uh, via uh, learning management system. So online. So very certain that um, it is needed uh, brick and mortar as well. If you were to talk to a young high school player, um, let's say a female high school player. Sure. And you wanted to give her, hey, here's something 
I wish I would have known that I know now. What would it be? Oh, man, that's a good question. I would say protect your peace, be patient, and be who you are. If you were going to tell a professional basketball player who's getting ready to go overseas, first yeah. time, like when you went to Macedonia yeah. you know, and going on your own. Sure. What would you tell them? I would definitely say seek wisdom from those who came before you and prepare yourself with an open mindset. Um, there's, you mentioned how much trainers have become like a thing, right? Everybody who, everybody's got a trainer. Point, everybody's a trainer. Everybody wants to, everybody's, everybody's a trainer. But a lot of guys, they get stuck in that. Yep. Right? Yeah. And they, they don't grow out of it. That's just yep. like, they got money. That's what they do. Or maybe they coach an AU team or high school ball or whatever. And this is kind of their little side hustle or whatever. Yeah. You've been able to use that and grow to this greater, bigger brand. And now you have that, that, that vision. Um, is that part of the mentorship program? Is there some other way? Like, how does that, I mean, how does it exactly ha so happen in your brain where you think of these bigger things when so <laughs> many other people are caught in the smaller things? Yeah. So that's, um, that, that is the whole process there is scaling that and providing that to those pro athletes. Um, but meeting them where they're at is, is, is helping them to, um, basically assess their business model, see where they're at, what their intentions are, um, what their growth model looks like. Are they open to, um, and, and that is going to happen by inviting them to my events. Okay. So I don't know everything. And I, just like I used to tell my players, um, you know, I'm not the only way, but I'm a sure way. And I do, I do know something I have experienced and, um, you know, if you're willing to learn and you want to create a legacy, um, for your family, because the dollars that you made playing, I don't care who you are, unless you played, you know, in the NBA and then chances are you still lose it. Um, this is how you, uh, with great stewardship, this is how you create a legacy. Uh, you, you mentioned Becky and obviously she left the men's game and, and returned to the women's game to, to the aces. Sure. Uh, You've obviously both coached the professional level. There are assistant coaches. Yeah. What's what's the strongest likelihood? What's what's the likelihood of success of a female head coach? Is it is it greater in college or in the pros? I mean, I, I mean, just because what of what um, the landslide of what things look like in sports right now for women, I would say women. Um, there, there's a chance that it will happen uh, first at the professional level uh, before it does at the collegiate level. Um, at the collegiate level, there's such um, uh, there's such a, a high turnover, and then there is, and that's from both sides. That's women even wanting to be interested in coaching men at the collegiate level um, versus the professional level, and then I think that also has something to do with the level of entitlement um, with with youth. Not that entitlement does not and egotism does not exist at the pro level. I just think that there there are more chances of likelihood at the pro level than um, at the collegiate level. Um, but I. I I do think that we still have uh, quite a stretch to go um, in accepting it. Um, I know that uh, I, I went through a lot. I went through a lot. Right. And so, 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 so here's, here's a question. Yeah. Sure. Which is, you know, every coach, regardless, man, woman, young, old, doesn't matter. You need buy-in from, buy-in from the players. And if you walk in and you don't have a resume, you know, you know, it's, it, you got to, um, but you can't, I always feel like you can't try and get them to buy in. It has to kind of happen organically. That's right. Um, 
how did you get players to buy in to your coaching? You said you had three that weren't all in. I, I, yeah. I'm guessing you didn't ship all three of them off. How do you get them to buy I in? I did not. I actually didn't cut players till midseason, and and part of that comes with being relatable. Um, I am. I, I tend to feel like I'm a relatable person, um, and that means that when you are uh, relatable, you're personable, and so you tap. You know, I tapped into, um, you know, my experiences, all my experiences, whether that was conversation that I could, you know, I could glean from something I observed. I'm very observant. It, you know, that's that's what I did. You know, hey, what do you like? You know, it took me also getting out of my comfort zone, probably having, you know, conversations that I might, you know, just have a brief conversation and exit. Um, and then, like I said, lots of uh, team bonding and things that were specific to um, causing players to communicate um, with me as well as with their uh, their teammates that's i mean you have to create an environment of trust you know players at every level you know nothing nothing is certain the game is so unpredictable you know from like you know from college scholarships to contracts you know one one day you're there the next you're not you know and so i think uh, creating a level of trust and letting them know that i care about them as people was where um i won a lot of my players over if someone wants to be able to be a part of your all-star uh weekend sure. like the one in july in michigan yep. uh or the one in arizona how, yep. how can how can they do so oh well they can simply uh email to oct t-u-a-c-i-n-f-o info at uh mail.com and it's not gmail it's to info at mail.com um and then that's the easiest way to um get into the system and then um they get to talk to uh, they get to talk to myself or Ray or one of our um, team members that is executive director that's uh, hiring. What about the, the train? You still train? Do you still train people? Um, I do seldomly. Um, I am right now giving back, uh, working with my daughter's youth basketball organization, the Texas flight. They've got some pretty special players, about 30, 35, um, young ladies. And, um, just, you know, just here and there, um, we're asked to, I get guys that ask me to, but right now, um, my focus is, is literally preparing for these events. <laughs> um, as far as watching your daughter, what's, what is, how are you as a former coach and former player as a parent and trying to help her? Oh, that's hard. It's hard. Um, it's so funny because um, she's actually my height already in the eighth grade. And but she just started playing. Um, you know, I, I have to remind myself, I have to take a deep breath, scoot back and just let her be. So I have somebody else working with her and then, um, you know, just putting her you know, out there with another team and letting her hear other coaches voices. So for me, it's nerve wracking sometimes. And then sometimes it's him, you know, it's humbling. And then it's just a wonderful experience just to see her, um, out there and be like, man, that's my, that's my kid. That's my kid. Pretty cool. So, so yeah. it's a, pretty cool. um, a la last thing, like your life's kind of like a, book or a movie <laughs> have you ever considered it that's that's hilarious so um yeah and I, I i've talked to a couple of uh producers that are friends of mine and they're like we're gonna do that and you know my sister is actually an actress um that cheered for me all the way through and she's like when are we doing this when are we doing this so um, you want her to play you no, she actually was like, no, I got the right person, you know, um, but she would definitely be her cheerleader self, like along the journey. Um, but but definitely, I think um, something that uh, the future holds for sure. Yeah, it's got to be amazing considering where you started out in Louisiana and all the journey and to be here 
and in this position, all the things you've accomplished, and then not so much time to accomplish so much more. Uh, Angela, what you're doing is amazing, I and I that. cannot wait to to see what this week, first weekend looks like, and I'm sure it'll only grow. <laughs> Truly appreciate all your time. Thank really you means so a lot. Much. And, uh, and no, I'm humbled, and I really appreciate you as well. Um, you know, just taking the time to um, also um, share, not for the sake of myself, but for the people that you know that I want to serve. I want to serve a multitude of people, and so um, I graciously appreciate you having well, me on. I mean, what I appreciate about it is like is using this gift that you have, being a great basketball player. It's obviously made your life and your professional life, and trying to help others do the same, trying to kind of show them that that path. It's, so often it's so hyper-focused on, I want to be super rich and, and, be, and, and look, that may happen for yeah. one or two of them, it may but or there's may a whole other life to be made out of it and then to help pay it forward to others. And that's what you've yeah. got. That's what you know and have discovered and continue to flourish upon. So it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Thank anyway, you so much. Thanks I for your time. Have a wonderful weekend. I appreciate it. You as well. Thanks, Doug. Uh, thanks, Angela. That was amazing of you to join us. Back with the NBA discussion. Now, the, the draft lottery took place uh, before we dropped this pod. And slowly but surely, people are coming around to Jabari Smith being the number one overall pick. And it's not that he's not, that, that Paolo Boncaro is not better right now, but you're trying to guess in that first and second contract what it'll be like. And I would tend to agree, but let's not underestimate what Boncaro is. He's tough. He's talented with the ball. He can post. He can score out of the you know out of the pick and pop. And of course, he can bring the ball up the court almost like a point guard. Is there some work to do? Sure. But does that does that mean he can't accomplish great things this year? No, it does not mean that at all. He can accomplish anything he wants to. My thanks to Angela Weathers. My thanks to you for downloading and listening. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices... You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.